I hope you've been enjoying our study through Psalm 23. And more importantly, I hope that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to your spiritual life and your walk with the Lord. Over the past weeks, we have watched as the shepherd, day after day, in the early morning hours, would lead his sheep out from the sheepfold. We have watched as he led his sheep down paths that led to green pastures where his sheep found the young, tender grass to feed upon. In the afternoon, we have watched him as he led the sheep to some cool, shady spot to drink from the still waters. In the afternoon, we have watched as he led his sheep down the right paths that led back to the sheepfold for the night. Now we have come to Psalm 23 and verse 4, where we find this description regarding the sheep's life. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So as we come to verse 4 in the story of the sheep's daily journey, we find the shepherd, as every morning before, leading his sheep out. However, this day will not be as the other days. They will not go through the daily routine of their life. When the evening comes, the shepherd will not be leading his flock back to the home place and their normal sheepfold. Springtime grazing and the coming of the summer heat have left the pastures bare. Therefore, he must seek new fields in which his sheep can graze. Today, the shepherd turns in the direction of the high country. It will be several weeks, maybe months, before the sheep return to their home. For the sheep, this is going to be a stressful day and journey. For you see, in order to reach the high country, they must pass through the valley of the shadow of death. Undoubtedly, Psalm 23 and verse 4 is the most familiar verse in all the Bible. The evangelist and pastor F.B. Meyer said, In all Scripture there is no verse more familiar than this. No Bible figure has made a more lasting or indelible impression. This one verse has been on the lips of many a dying saint. It has been the handkerchief that has wiped the death sweat from the brow of many a loved one. It has been read by the graveside more than any other passage in the Bible. It was Augustine that chose the 23rd Psalm as the hymn of the martyrs. It was with Psalm 23 and verse 4 on their lips that many a martyr met the torturer or executioner. It was a companion when Isabel Allison and Marion Harvey were taken to the scaffold at Edinburgh. Bishop Patterson said to Marion, Marion, you would never hear a curate, now you shall hear one. Marion, only 20 years old, said, Come, Isabel, let us sing the 23rd Psalm. They drowned out the voice of the curate and marched into eternity victoriously singing, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I suppose it is the word death in the verse that makes it special to the dying and to us in the hour when in this life we must say goodbye to our loved ones. Yet it is not so much the transition from this life to the next that was on the mind of David when he wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. David was thinking more of the valley experiences through which we pass during this life. To use the verse to speak of death is certainly applicable and fitting. 
But David's thoughts were upon the dark hours that are often experienced in our earthly pilgrimage. You know, there is a very treacherous valley in Palestine called the Valley of the Shadow of Death. It is about four and a half miles long. It lies south of the Jericho Road leading from Jerusalem to the Dead Sea. Ian Barclay describes it as a narrow gorge or passage through the mountain range with towering walls on either side more than 1,500 feet high. In some places, the floor is only 10 to 12 feet wide. It is a path that is not easy to travel because the floor surface has been badly eroded by cloudbursts forming gullies seven or eight feet deep. In some places, the path is so narrow that flocks cannot pass or turn around. Ron Hembry speaks of an unwritten law among the shepherds that they take their flocks up the valley in the morning and down the valley in the evening so they will not meet. Valleys in the Bible are often symbolic of the disturbing and difficult times in life. The valley of the shadow of death and other valleys refer to those dark and depressing times that we all go through. No doubt David, as a shepherd, was familiar with this valley, and as he thought of the long, arduous journey along its treacherous paths, it reminded him of many dark experiences in his life. There will come that glorious day when we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, but until then, we are on a journey that often takes us through valleys. Let's think about these valley experiences of life by considering the words, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. First, think with me of the Lord's path through the valley. As we enter into the valley of these four verses, we must not forget what we learn from verse 3. The paths that we take in life are paths which our shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, leads us down. Therefore, we must keep in mind that our going through the valley is of the Lord's doing. The path through the valley is a path on which our Lord has taken us or will take us. The valley experiences are a part of the Lord's plan for our life. J.D. Jones speaks of the paths of righteousness in verse 3 as straight paths. However, the Lord's leading is not always down straight paths, but sometimes down crooked paths, such as those that lead through the valley. What are these valley experiences like? From the description of the valley of the shadow of death, let me describe the valley experiences of life as first being difficult to encounter. As I earlier described, the valley of the shadow of death was a difficult and dangerous valley through which to travel. It was besieged with many dangers. Along with the narrow and treacherous path that led through the valley, writers speak of caves in which robbers could hide and how the rocky walls provided places for bears and lions to attack the flock. This valley did not provide for the most accommodating passage or the easiest journey. I am sure that you have already discovered the fact that life is not always easy. There are times when it is plain, downright hard. The days of our life are not always blessed with sunshine and clear skies. There are days when the clouds are dark and stormy. The valley of the shadow of death was known for its sudden cloudbursts that could drop torrential rains upon the shepherd and his sheep. Life is much like that, isn't it? 
One minute, everything can be rosy red. But then, with the ringing of the phone, a knock at the door, or a trip to the doctor's office, and suddenly, life turns a dark blue or even black. We can get up one morning planning on eating in the green pastures and drinking from still waters, not knowing that before the day is over, we will be traveling through a difficult valley. These are the valley experiences of life down which our shepherd often leads us. In his commentary on Psalm 23, Guy King writes, The land of Judea is pierced in every direction by these deep and narrow glens, and so too is life. For life is rife with their dark counterparts to these valleys. Let me say it again. Life is not always easy. There are the valley experiences of life. There are the difficult experiences of life. Furthermore, I think of the path through the valley as one not only difficult to encounter, but also depressing to experience. The words valley of the shadow of death have been translated various ways by different scholars and authors. Ian Barclay says that the words are derived from a root that means deep gloom. One translated the words, yea, when I walk in a gloomy ravine. J.D. Jones described the words to mean a valley of deep gloom. Still others have translated the words the valley of deep darkness. In my opinion, such translations are very enlightening. They remind me that the valley experiences of life are often very gloomy experiences. They hint at how depressing the valley can be. David was well acquainted with such depressing experiences. He had passed through many a valley of deep gloom. There have been the days of exile being hunted by Saul. There have been the loss of his kingdom and even darker, the rebellion and death of his son Absalom. He was very acquainted with the valley experiences and how dark, gloomy, and depressing they can be. The valley experience of life can leave us being trailed by what Churchill called the black dog. Charles Lamb spoke of depression as the mumps and measles of the soul. Catherine Booth, wife of William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, once wrote, Darkness gathers thicker than ever around the path I tread, and doubt, gloom, and melancholy and despair. R.W. Dale was pastor of Cars Lane Church in Birmingham, England. One spoke of his church as being the greatest church in the world at that time. Yet Dale wrote, Seasons of depression, heavy, terrible, overwhelming, come over me without apparently any definite cause and stay in spite of means which seem most powerful to effect their removal. Charles Spurgeon wrote of such experiences, The valley experiences of life can be very depressing. For one, there may be a valley of sickness. When one has been used to health, and the ability to do most of what they want to do in life, and then been stripped of that power. A weak body has caused many to cry out in despondency. For another, the valley may be one of sorrow. When our heart is broken by some tragedy or the death of a loved one, our valley can be one of deep gloom. R.L. Moyer spoke of bereavement as being such a valley. He said, The shadows are very dark when we have to say goodbye to father or mother, sister or brother, husband or wife, as they close their eyes in death. Many times the heart is so heavy that we want to die to follow the dear one into the land beyond. 
The shadow is so dark you wonder how the sun can shine and how the birds can sing. Very few have not gone through such a valley. No, life is not easy, for life is not without its valleys. There are the difficult and depressing experiences of life, the valley experiences, the journey through the valley of the shadow of death. With that in mind, notice with me second the Lord's purpose for the valley. I once again remind you that it is the Lord that leads us through the valley. Therefore, we can be certain that He has a purpose and a plan for the valley. We must never forget that His ways are never without rhyme or reason. The shepherd is very familiar with the valley of the shadow of death. He knows the many dangers that the valley holds, yet he still chooses to lead his sheep through the valley. Why? Because it is for the benefit of his sheep. Likewise, our valley experiences of life are for our blessing and for our benefit. Let me explain. First, think with me of our advancement by the valley experiences. Notice carefully what David said about the valley experience. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Take your pen and draw a circle around the word through. David did not speak of dwelling in the valley or camping in the valley, taking residence or living there. No, he saw himself going through the valley. To put it another way, he saw the valley as a passageway. Do you remember that in the beginning I spoke of the shepherd leading him sheep to the high country? Do you remember that I spoke of how the spring grazing and the coming of the summer heat had left the fields bare? In order to find green pastures for his sheep to graze in for the months to come, the shepherd knows that he must take his sheep to the mountains where the climate is cooler and the grass is plentiful. In order to get to the high country, to the mountains, he must lead his sheep through the valley. When we go through the valley, we must never forget that our Lord is leading us onward and He is leading us upward. He is leading us higher. He is taking us to the mountain. As Northcott Deck said, And I would tell you that such a valley for learning of God emerges constantly on the breezy uplands of the delectable mountains so happily named heavenly places in Christ. The valley only leads us to new fields, new fields of feeding, new fields of service and blessing. Our valleys are a passageway to the mountains. We often sing the hymn, Higher Ground, whose lyrics say, I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. We want to dwell on the mountain and enjoy the blessings of the mountain life. I do, and I'm sure you do too. And yet, we often forget that the way to the top of the mountain is through the valley. The way through the valley is the route to greater blessings. To dwell in highlands with the Lord, we must go through the valley. To go further with God, to experience more of God, to know more of God, we must go by way of the valley. Are you in a valley? If so, it is the passageway to higher ground. I think of a story I read that reminds me that out of dark hours come some of the greater blessings. Lloyd Osborne, the stepson of Robert Louis Stevenson, at age 12 became seriously ill and was confined to his bed. 
One day, while sitting with the boy, Stevenson drew a strange-looking island on a piece of paper, which he afterwards said looked like a fat dragon standing up. For amusement, Stevenson and his stepson added landmarks to the island, nonsense-sounding names such as Spyglass Hill and Foremast Hill. Their afternoon pleasure gave birth to Treasure Island. The following morning, Stevenson wrote the first chapter of the book, resolving to add a chapter every morning to have something to read to his stepson in the afternoon. The afternoon readings began as a quiet affair, but soon the whole household, and later on, visitors were gathering for the next installment. From that sick room, that personal valley, came a masterpiece that would be read by millions all over the world. It is the valleys that bring us into greater blessings. It is the valleys, those difficult encounters and depressing experiences that bring us to higher heights and new fields of blessing. The valley may be a difficult and depressing journey, but it is but a passageway to greater blessings. Understanding that the valleys are passageways to the mountains, I want to say a word about our acceptance of the valley experience. There is another word to which I draw your attention, and that is the word yea. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The word yea is a word that reveals how David felt about going through the valley. It was as if David was saying yes to the valley. Instead of saying nay or no, he says yea. For David, there was acceptance of the shepherd leading him through the valley. Even though it would be a difficult journey, he was accepting and being submissive to the Lord's leading him into and through a valley. Why? He knew that the valley was a passageway to higher ground. David was saying yes to his valley. He was saying yes to what the valley would bring. He was saying yes to what the Lord was doing in his life and where the Lord was leading him. Tom Hayes wrote, David had learned the value of a valley. He had come to believe that no valley experience was in vain. Instead of asking, when am I going to get out of this? He had learned to ask, what am I going to get out of this? David knew where the valley was taking him. Therefore, he says, yea, to the Lord. How are we responding to the valleys in which our Lord has led us? Are we crying, nay, not so, Lord? Please don't take me through the valley. Remember, no valley, no higher pasture to feed in. Or are we saying, yea, because we understand that the way to the higher ground is through the valley. I think of something Andrew Murray wrote. In times of trouble, say first, he brought me here. It is by his will I am in this straight place in that I will rest. Next, He will keep me here in His love and give me grace in this trial to behave as His child. Then He will make the trial a blessing, teaching me the lessons He intends me to learn and working in me the grace He means to bestow. Last, in His good time, He can bring me out again, how and when He knows. Say, I am here by God's appointment, in His keeping, under His training, for His time. The way to look at the valley experiences of life is to see that they are where the Lord has brought us and when He brings us out, it will be on higher ground. If we can look at our valleys in that light, we will find ourselves saying with David, Yea. 
finally, notice with me the Lord's presence in the valley. When we go through the valley, we will not be alone. Listen once again to David's words. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. David had found that his shepherd had been with him in every valley experience of life. Therefore, he knew that he would be with him in the valleys that were to come. Likewise, the Lord will be with us in the valley. Think with me of the Lord's presence in the valley. First, we see how certain his presence is. David said, thou art with me. David was assured of the Lord's presence. And we should be no different. We can be assured of the Lord's presence. Did not the Lord say to us in Hebrews 13.5, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He will not let us go through the valley alone. He will be with us. Years ago, a chaplain in the French army used the 23rd Psalm to encourage soldiers before battle. He would urge them to repeat the first words of the psalm, The Lord is my shepherd, using the fingers on their hand. The little finger represented the word the. The ring finger represented the word Lord. The middle finger was the word is. The index finger, my. And the thumb, shepherd, and so on. By doing so, it will remind them when in battle that the Lord was with them. After one particular battle, a soldier was found clutching with his right hand the index finger of his left hand. The Lord is my shepherd. If you can say, the Lord is my shepherd, then you can be assured that He will be with you in the valley. Also notice how close is His presence. There is an interesting change in the pronouns used by David in verse 4. In verses 1, 2, and 3, we see David talking about the shepherd. He maketh me, he leadeth me, he restoreth. But in verse 4, we do not see him talking about the shepherd, but talking to the shepherd. He says, thou art with me. Did you catch that? He begins by speaking of the shepherd, but now in verse 4, he is speaking to the shepherd. It would seem as if the valley had brought him closer to the shepherd and the shepherd closer to him. It is in the valley that we find our Lord's presence the closest and dearest. Out in the green pastures, we will talk about him and by the still waters, we will praise him. But it is in the valley that we find ourselves drawing near to him and experiencing the closeness of his presence. We often say that the Lord is closer than a brother. That is never any truer than when we are in the valley. Lastly, we see how calming is his presence. David says, I will fear no evil. Why did he say that? There was no fear because the Lord was with him. The presence of the Lord calmed his fearful and troubled heart. The word evil was often used to speak of adversity or calamity besides something that was bad or sinful. David was testifying that he did not fear the valleys of life since the Lord was with him. Neither do we have to fear the valleys. Notice carefully that David did not say that the Lord's presence would keep him from evil. He was not saying that adversity would never come. Yet if it did, and when it did, he would not be afraid. Why? Because the Lord was with him. Whatever your valley, remember... The Lord is with you. The valleys of life may have their fears and foes, but remember the words of the hymn writer. 
Fear not, I am with thee. O be thou not dismayed. For I am thy God, I will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand, upheld by my gracious, omnipotent hand. When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of woe shall not thee overflow. For I will be with thee, thy troubles to bless, and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. The soul that on Jesus hath leaned for repose, I will not, I will not desert to his foes. That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no never, no never forsake. The fact that the Lord will never leave or forsake is a marvelous promise. But here is something to bear in mind about that promise. It is a promise that belongs to and can only be claimed by those who are the Lord's sheep. Who are the Lord's sheep? Jesus gave the answer to that in John 10, verse 27, where He says, My sheep hear My voice, and I know them, and they follow Me. The Lord's sheep are those whom He knows and those who follow Him. Does the Lord know you? Have you come to Him and asked Him to save you? Have you called on His name, acknowledged your sin, and asked for forgiveness of those sins? Do you believe that He died to pay for your sins and rose again as proof that you are forgiven? Are you a follower of His? By that I mean, do you seek, though sometimes failing, do you seek to obey Him? Is it a goal to be obedient to His Word and will? Life has its valleys. There is no doubt about that. Wouldn't it be a comfort to know that the Lord is with you in those valleys? And wouldn't it be an encouragement to know that there is a reason and a purpose for the valley that you are in? You can have that comfort. You can have that encouragement. It's yours for the having. Simply call on the Lord and ask Him to save you and to come into your heart 